This is a Cat.com exclusive podcast. I am Jay Ramon, and we're going to be talking about Ray Duvall, also known as Ray Ray Drink All Day. We're going to talk to Aaron Korschens from Horse Called War and Earth Shook Run, Riley from Soul Crisis. We're going to talk to Noah from Bleed the Sky, Tony Proctor from TLP Entertainment, Rev Jones from the Rev Jones Band, and Forte, Mountain, Steelheart, and a hundred other bands. We're also going to talk to Jason Voth from Long Pig and Jimmy Johnson from Element and Exit 27. And who knows, maybe more, but we wanted to talk about our friend Ray Duvall, the ultimate supporter of Oklahoma Metal. Plus, we wanted to give you all of the details about the upcoming Ray Ray Memorial Festival going on at the Diamond Ballroom Saturday, June 15th. I've got a special guest for this episode of the podcast. Uh, I've got Aaron Korschens uh, from Horse Called War and Earth Shook Run here with me. Hey, man. How are you, bro? I'm good. We won't go into government details because <laughs> of your clearance, but you've been out of the country. I've been I've been on the other side of the planet, man. Yeah, I just I spent from September to April, first part of April in uh, Kuwait. A, a lot of people, you know, out of the country is slang for being in prison. You, you weren't in prison. You no, were- I really was over there. I, I have a, a government job and uh, had the opportunity to volunteer and do this deployment and work uh, firsthand with some of the uh, military and uh, it was really cool. It was a... Uh... Did you see Toby Keith? <laughs> no, but I saw a whole lot of guys that probably think he's hung the moon, I tell you what. <laughs> I just assumed he just hangs out at all the military bases when he's not on tour. No, they uh, they did have, you know, the, the USO does a good job of those bases of bringing entertainment in, but it was never um, Toby Keith. There was some old school 80s rap and 70s 17th team special teams reserves NFL guys and guys who played you know one one second in the NBA and stuff would come over and do shows but uh, I, I laid alone watched a lot of Netflix when I was I worked a lot man it was just a lot of work 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 but it was interesting that's a part of the world that you have to experience to really be able to understand the difference from Western culture to Eastern culture. I just assumed that... Hey, look up, look up Eastern Toilet. Eastern Toilet. Look up uh, Eastern Toilet. I, I think I'll, I'll go ahead and, and take your word for it, maybe. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's, uh, it's quite a bit different. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I really care to. Yeah, to, luckily to most of uh, most of the uh, most of Kuwait is, especially Kuwait City, is becoming very very Western. You would have you'd go into like a restaurant and there'd be five or six bathrooms or you know Western toilets and then three or four Eastern, so you could kind of pick which one you could you could pick and choose which yeah, way you wanted to right, go with it. Right. Yeah. I think once again, I think I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Everybody, I'm telling you guys, look it up. You go, dude, and look up <laughs> look up the ones that aren't like nice. <laughs> there's a lot of those. <laughs> Were you tired of sand by the time you Man, came back? That's, yeah, absolutely. So you get there, you land, and like the next morning after you land, you can feel it. Because it's in the air 100% of just the time. Blowing and, and, and all it the just time. matters how much it kicks up. And when it kicks up, that's when you get the sandstorms and stuff. So you learn to buy uh, what's called a gator. I mean, that's basically a sleeve for your face, and it covers from nose down. Filters some of that stuff out. But for the first couple weeks, you don't know any better. So you're sucking that stuff in. You're sick as fuck and blowing shit out, green snot, and just blah. And then when you get back, and then your body gets used to it, and then you get back, 
And you spend the first three or four days coughing that shit back up. Just reacclimating. Yeah. Hey, there is seriously sandstorms. Those are no damn joke. We were in. Well, watch what I say here. We we're going from one base to another, going up this highway, and it's about a two-hour drive straight north. And a sandstorm came up out of nowhere. And I'm talking, you know, visibility is a couple of car lengths if you're lucky. And there's nothing out, so it's like it's 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 pretty nerve-wracking because you don't know car, camel, herd of sheep, guy, kid. You know, pop out of nowhere, and you're just luckily it didn't happen. But they don't know how to handle this. When I was there, it rained there more than it has ever rained in the history of the country. And they just didn't know what to do? Dude, I've got a video. If you got any guys follow me on Instagram, I've got a video of my Instagram. People were just pulling over. And it was like, you know, last week here in Oklahoma City. <laughs> they didn't. And they re- just don't know. They're like, oh, shit, what do I do? <laughs> they, did, they didn't realize those windshield wipers, right. that, what they're for, really. Right, right exactly. But, uh, but, yeah, anyway, yeah, we're not here to talk about Kuwait and my experience in Kuwait. It was pretty crazy. So I wanted to, to kind of get everybody together and talk about Ray Ray or Ray Duvall. Ray Duvall. One of the biggest supporters of the local metal scene of anyone I've ever met in my entire life. Wait, wait, I'm going to. I'm going to correct you there. He's not one of. He's the. Seriously. Let's go back all the way to the 90s when I was in my teens and 20s and he was in his teens and 20s. You know, even late 80s. Dude, the guy, the the, the guy's been going to shows weekly and monthly for 30 something years without fail. You knew it was a good show if Ray Ray was there. Yeah. Yeah. And even the crappy shows. Because he came to party. Yeah. You're damn right. He's got the moniker. He had the moniker. Still kind of carries a Ray Ray drink all day and all that. You know, and everybody knows him as a partier and he's woohoo guy and all that. And but but what not a not a lot of people know unless you you knew him for years and kind of got close to him. He's just a sweetheart of a guy. Literally one of the most kind-hearted, gentle souls. God, I just that's that's what hurt so bad when I saw you know the post that he died. Is I was like, he was just such a sweetheart of a guy. It just sucks, man, because he just he cared. He deeply, deeply, deeply to his bones more than anybody I've ever met. Cared about metal and cared about underground metal and rock music and this scene and and doing it. And it was just awesome, man. So when I first moved to Oklahoma City and I was going to a show at the diamond i meet ray ray <laughs> and i i didn't know quite how to take him at first but everyone that i knew from the oklahoma city scene who was there were cool with ray ray and were like no this dude's genuine like he, yeah. you know and kind of told me the story and so everybody kind of watched out for ray ray but he was that guy he would wear seven different local band t-shirts just because he might run into somebody from that band and if he did he would pull the shirt off and take the rest of the shirts off and be like look man i'm wearing your shirt yeah he'd wear, yeah because he could he could have seven shirts on and he'd pull he'd pull have the the outside one on because that band was going on first and then the second shirt was the next band and then the next band and the next band yeah or he found out that so-and-so was going to show up and hang out like i said that's more on more on what we were saying about him being such a sweetheart of a guy and caring so much and being so passionate about about the scene and believing in it and again this isn't a guy who did it for a few days or a few months or a summer we're talking about the better part of 30 years hey, we're friends man it's good to see you riley from soul crisis just stopped by how are you hey riley from riley crisis <laughs> <laughs> or as ray ray called us soul team crackers <laughs> you just told me that like remember that one time i tried to really fuck you over and steal your drummer it was i wasn't trying to be a dick about it it's just business. that's a dick move oh come on everybody steals everybody's members it's business it's metal i remember stolen like we had keith for us for a while and then he it, uh, and then he jumped over with us yep 
So, so Aaron's dick. <laughs> just right, so Aaron, Aaron just told me that like I thought we were cool and friends, and he just told me that like, hey, there was this one time I wasn't your friend. Hey, that's that's more about how good a guy Ben is. That's that was my point. Let's not lose sight of the point. Bail him out of jail and pay hey. him up off the street when he was hammered. <laughs> I made him throw up one time just from what I was describing verbally. Yeah, we told on, on Reno. It was uh, we played the kill switch that disturbed show disturbed. at the. At the Chesapeake. And Born of Osiris. I don't know what you're talking a, about, but a, he, st- a, he started throwing up from laughing. Yeah, it was it was awesome. This first time I've ever done that. <laughs> Check that one off the bucket list. I remember him coming by our radio booth, and he would always try to either sell me band t-shirts or patches. And and I have numerous just silk-screened, you know, canvas patches that I've bought off of Ray Ray over the years. He yeah. would, Or he would come up and be like, hey, I bought this one because I thought it was yours. You should have it here. Yeah, or trade when it trade you something yep there's so many local bands that ray ray gave their own his own name to them and i couldn't remember what the soul crisis one was well it wasn't so much i mean he did the soul teen crackers but it was every time i saw him i was like if your car won't start call the auto parts o'reilly's <laughs> and he would just be like across the venue like i'd walk in just going oh 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 o'reilly's <laughs> every time i saw him became a thing there was a girl i was sitting at one point and she no started doing it and she would start doing it all the time because of him so for like the last like the year we were together that's all she did was the same thing because of him well here's the weird part because when i was a kid <laughs> growing up and the school bus like elementary school would take us by o'reilly auto parts so like all the kids would just call me o'reilly auto parts and like mm-hmm. tease me in elementary school and now i'm like in my 30s and i have another grown man <laughs> calling me o'reilly auto parts again you just can't escape it <laughs> No, but he meant well. I mean, it was funny. It was funny. It came, just came out of nowhere. I mean, like, one day it was, hey, man. Like, I didn't even think he knew my name. All of a sudden, it's, I got a whole jingle with your name in it. <laughs> so, for the better part of the last year at the Diamond, he wasn't drinking. He was totally sober at the Diamond. And everybody would, would offer to buy him a beer, and he'd just be like, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm, I can't drink out here. I got to, you know, I got I to gotta pass out these flyers. I, you know, can't do it. And even though he wasn't drinking and he was sober, it was the same Ray Ray. Yeah. And he was having just as much fun in the pit and and slamming and just getting in people's grill, you know, all about it. Even though his name to a lot of us was Ray Ray Drink All Days, getting to see a sober side of of Ray at shows was was awesome too. Like I said, it just, I can't say enough that he's just such a soft, sweetheart of a guy, such a gentle soul. I just got nothing but love for the guy, man. Did he have a... a, I gotta run my errands. Is that what... I got to run my errands. And then, so Brian and I, Slesser from Horse, uh, and I have known Ray Ray. You know, we're all about the same age. So back in the 90s, Brian and I were an ethic cult. Judge and jury was around. Forte. Um, God, you're old. Although, yeah, I am. <laughs> I'm not even, yeah, I used to try to hide it. No, nah, I don't even, I give no fucks. It's like, yeah, he's, so we, hey, we talked, you know, something a little bit. He's we talked the metal about, Santa Claus. We talked about doing this show, and it's like, I'm talking to Lisa about it, and I'm like, do I want to keep doing shows? I mean, at some point, you're the fucking old guy up there looking like a dipshit oh, that, so was, we'll do th- that was a long time ago we'll do this one and we'll see <laughs> you put out two albums after that point <laughs> anyway um what, what hey was- chinese democracy over here <laughs> you put out anything new in the last eight years i do have a new song to show you it's pretty good hey speaking of remember that's the last that's was like the last thing with horse sitting in the control room you come in ed and travis had just left we're going to finish the record and i went no we're not 
no, we got it. And I'll go, what are we, fucking Guns N' Roses? Fucking lineup number 17? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're done. Anyway, we're getting off track. The sad uh, part is on your record's only six songs, and it's taken this long. <laughs> <laughs> but it's six golden fucking hits, baby. You're on, you're on track like one and a half songs a year. All the music's all the the songs are recorded. All like all the demo tracks are done. Chad's yeah. produced like a whole record for another guy. Well, like that, start to finish. Not to hate, you know, <laughs> but uh, that's also the reason that our kind of record put on hiatus because he uh, he was because we're recording the record ourselves, at least demo tracks of it, uh, and he's perfecting his gear, uh, perfecting his uh, ability to just produce music and stuff like this. He's doing other like uh, buddy projects in the meantime to get him better and you know work on his chops hey that's what Provo did and now Provo's one of the most sought after guys in the yes I mean that's that's, so that's so it kind of it didn't so much put us on hiatus but it's like he had free time to work in the studio Soul Crisis isn't paying him to produce some other people like hey here's money you're not record me money I'm not giving him money you should (laughs) that's what friends do man it's like a dick move like not paying your buddy if it's uh, back to the 90s so Brian and I were in Ethicult um, I was in elementary school what's (laughs) up Call, call Tony so he can uh, hop on here with us because okay. he was around in that time. So rather than do a lot of shows, we used to have a, a practice room that was... Um, anyway, so rather than do shows, we at the cult would just have parties every Friday night. Exact same building that Red Audio Works ended up being. Okay. Because you know, that's where you said you, you yeah. had originally come to that place. Yep. Anyway, this is a funny story too. So the heat kind of, people just kind of got to be the word. You have Friday night, go out there. Bands, we were out there. Clark Deal's band, what were they called? Crap. Can't think of what they were called. Clark Deal was in a band, played bass, that was in our practice room, and a band called Mr. Quickie. Brad Sloan, original bass player for us, called War. His band. Jim Blevins, anyway. So it was known Friday night, come out there, these three bands will play, and we'll drink, and we had a pool table, we had a fucking asteroids machine, and everybody would just get fucking smashed. We would, dude, we would have, we would have keggers out there. It was the shit. Anyway, he comes out there, you know, he's, I'm in my early 20s then, so he was late teens, you know, right at 20 years old, probably. And he comes walking in, same, wearing the same thing he would have worn if you saw him two weeks ago, right? Jeans, suicidal tendencies hat with the bill flipped up, jean jacket, patches everywhere. And he walks up and he's like, hey, 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 what up? I'm kicking chicken, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kicking chicken. And Lisa's like, you're, oh, you did what? He goes, no, that's me. I'm kicking chicken. And she's just like, anybody out there knows my wife knows she is the most non-metal human being walking the fucking earth. And this, you know, she's hanging out anyway. It's just funny as shit, dude. And so we've known him since that far back, you know, and judge and jury uh, was Jerger. Uh, then so anyway, talking about, that's how we got on it. Fucking talking about nicknames. So between that band to Horse Called War to Earth Shook Run, I became and Horse Shook Run or Horse Cult Called War and Horse Shook Run and Ethic Horse and Ethic Run and just fucking whatever the fuck he could put it together. I still like errands. Gotta run my errands. I just called you Lamb of God. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. We played with him, what, two or three times? At least three. Yeah. Okay. Hey buddy, I was getting ready to call you. Hey. Word up! Hey, you're on. You're on with Jay and and Riley too. Hey Noah, what you doing, man? Hey, hey, how's it going? What's going on? So, so your name is Noah. <laughs> He's from Bleed the Sky. <laughs> Not to be confused with the guy from the from the boat. Noah from Bleed the Sky. Hey, you guys got a new song out, don't you? Oh, you heard it. Uh, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. You tell yeah, we put we put that one out. Uh, what? Mm, two two months ago. Quiet here, dude. Their band broke up. 
and got back together and put out a song faster than your band has. And it, your band's been together the whole time. <laughs> hey, that's right. That's Riley from Soul Crisis. He writes one song every seven and a half years. No, we write a lot of songs. We write a good one every seven and a half years. All Horse Called War does is break up, get back together, play one show, split again for three years, get back together, play one show. <laughs> So, yeah, but when, but when you guys but when you guys do it, you get together and play like a a sepultura or Lamb of God or Testament. I mean, you guys you guys don't fuck around when you get together. I'm sorry, can I curse? Yes, you can yep. curse. Okay, um, but yeah, like when you guys when you guys get back together, it's for a reason. It's not just like, hey man, it's the you know ten year anniversary of this soccer game. Let's play this shit. No, <laughs> like you guys are like, hey, you know, behemoths in town. Let's open up for them. So kudos, man. You, you guys still you guys still have a better better track record of bands that you play with and probably any of us. Uh, it's just because I answer the phone. <laughs> if you dicks would answer your phones. <laughs> so so Jay has a story he wants you to talk about. The, the whole okay. reason I wanted to get everybody together and kind of talk about this, obviously uh, Ray Ray and passing away being the, as Aaron has officially coined him, the biggest supporter of the Oklahoma metal music scene possible. And then that's exactly what Aaron said. But when I, I first moved to Oklahoma City, I started hanging out with you guys in Horse Called War and, and Riley from Soul Crisis, and that's kind of how I got to know Ray Ray, was from coming to the shows at, at Big Papa's Poor House or at the Diamond and these different venues, but there was one night, I'm pretty sure it was a Bleed the Sky, Horse Called War, and, and I think Ricketts maybe all on the same bill, and I can't remember who else, but after it was over, we decided to go back to Horse Called War's practice place, and I think that's where you guys were rehearsing at the, at the same time. If not, they yeah. were just three doors down. It was like in that same park, there was Heat Fix, Horse Called War Ricketts, Bleed the Sky, Revolution Pariah. Yeah, at that point, there were at least five or six Oklahoma City metal bands in that in that complex. Anyway, go ahead. So after this show, we're, we're back at the rehearsal space, and we're we're drinking and having a good time, and, and then it's probably 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning, and we're still going strong. We, we got, plenty of, right. got plenty of beer, got plenty of Lion Tamers ready to go, plenty of Jaeger, and then some Somebody just runs in and screams, oh shit, who would do that? And there is a minivan that speeds off through the parking lot, peeling gravel everywhere. And somebody knew that we were partying there and brought Ray Ray and dropped him off and sped off. I remember this. I remember this. And we are all. I was, oh shit, who would do that? And we are all hammered drunk. And Ray Ray has these Mardi Gras beads that has a shot glass on the end of it. And he's sitting yep. on, on TJ's drum throne, and the only thing he can say that's coherent is more, more, please. Out of, I mean, he can't even stand. And then out of nowhere, he just jumps up into lead singer mode and just yeah. cupping his mic. And he just it just became showtime. Yeah. Hey, he pioneered inhale death metal vocals. Pioneered it. I don't give a flying fuck what you say. Somebody in Europe or one of these fucking Norwegian death metal bands was over here in the crowd hanging out and heard this guy do this and they went, God damn, that's the heaviest fucking thing ever. <laughs> and they fucking stole it from Ray Ray and it is spread like wildfire across the fucking world. Yeah, dude, there, there, was a, there was a reason and I don't know, I, I, I never knew the, the backstory to this, whether it was self-given or if somebody coined it this, but I mean, man, I wanted to make Ray Ray drink all day shirts, you know, bleed the sky with just a picture of Ray Ray, just says Ray Ray drink all day approves bleed the sky 
man, Ray Ray Drink All Day, he tell tell me a more fitting nickname. Like that guy lived up to that nickname more than anybody that's ever had a nickname. There have been two artists in my life that I have partied with, and I consider Ray Ray an artist because he was a true artist because he would, yeah. he would learn every single lyric and he would learn all of your favorite bands and then he would come up to you and quiz you about your favorite bands and to me that is an art form but there are two artists that I am not going to try and out party one of them is Miranda Lambert and the other is Ray Ray because the last time I tried to party with both of them I got way too drunk so I, Man, I, one thing one thing I one thing I always love too is like I love the fact that Ray Ray he would see you drunk sober at a gas station at a venue in your garage anywhere he saw you and he never once called me by name he knew my name I asked him one time I was like you remember my name dude he's like fuck yeah you know dude he would see me walk in and he'd just he'd do the you know like Aaron saying the imaginary mic cup he's like where's the scars you know what I mean like he oh, yeah. and I saw him do that and Aaron would walk in and he'd go like he just went into like rock star mode and always supported the band you were in like he just he didn't matter if it was garbage he loved it and he loved the local scene and I think I speak for everybody there was to, to him every but, every metal band in Oklahoma was on the same level as the Rolling Stones yep. everybody yeah. was Kiss everybody was yeah. Metallica he was you like, like Noah said if you'd walk out of an on cue and he's walking in and he's ridiculously excited to see you the same yeah, as if you were just, about to walk on stage yeah he, he just you could tell man he just lived and breathed and died by that metal sword man and like we we should all be so lucky like the, this city lost a true god just a gem dude of a guy and, and the guy had the best heart he's one of the only guys that would walk up to me every time I'd see him I would kind of try to like hide my beer or hide my cocktail and he could he could he, man he was he was the best pickpocket of alcohol that I've ever seen like he could get your drink from you without you even knowing and chug it and you not get mad like anybody else I'm like motherfucker you took my and then and then when you're at the bar, he's just stole your drink and you're at the bar and you go, Hey man, buy me a drink. Yeah. <laughs> you just, you just walk you're around. Like, well with fuck him, I'll buy you a drink. He just walk around yeah. with a cup. Yeah. Have everyone at the bar fill his cup up with their drink. Yeah. So he had a he had a glass of God knows what mix of liquors <laughs> and but, beer. But, but no but but nobody that I ever encountered ever, nor did I ever once go, God, who's this fucking mooch? It was just like this Ray Ray, dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. He's, he's hey, a, he was he's a pain a in the guy. ass, but goddamn it, he was our pain in the ass. <laughs> I saw, yeah, some, dude. Oh, he was so badass. I saw I some it. bros in the pit one time, like kind of gang up on him, not knowing. Not only can Ray Ray hold his own in the fucking pit, bro. Even though he's like five three, he will fuck mm-hmm. you up in the pit. But everybody there is going to protect Ray Ray. Yep. And these dudes ganged up on him, and everybody in the metal scene like bowed up and was about to jump in and wreck shop, but. Everybody stopped because he just started holding his own and knocking these dudes down and just thrashing his ass off in the pit and just a giant mm-hmm. shitting and grin from ear to ear. <laughs> Look what I did! Look what I did! I kill everybody. Yep. <laughs> and he would start it too. He would yeah. get down. I mean, he wouldn't start shit, but he'd get down there and he was front row for every one of us that had ever taken stage. Saw Ray Ray. And he was always front row, right there in front of you, pushing the little fan girls out of the way. You know, just getting, it was Ray Ray. All you ever saw front front row at an Oklahoma City metal show was Ray Ray, and he would get that pit riled up and fired up and he would get in it for about 10 seconds to get rowdy and then he's right back at the front again and then the, the floor is just erupted in chaos and Ray Ray 
everybody just smiling, you know, horns up, chugging beer. I, oh, so much fun to watch. So, you know, you guys filmed the video for Sullivan at the old Big Papa's Poorhouse. Yeah. And that place had these metal beams or metal round poles that were like part of the roof structure. There was one that was on stage that was the stripper pole at yeah. one time, but then there was the one that was actually in the floor, like kind of mm-hmm. off to yeah. the right a little yeah. bit, but it yeah. was kind of fairly close to the stage. And I remember a bleed show where Ray Ray jumps up on stage to stage dive and he jumps off, but oh, there, no. there's not a big enough crowd really to like crowd surf. And so he's just like running and jumping on stage and then jumping back off and running around in a circle. And he slips and head first right into that pole. And you heard it over everything. <laughs> and he jumps up and just gives the metal horns. Just like, <laughs> fuck yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he was he was pretty he was something else. Dude. He was pretty bulletproof. Yeah, like, he was. I, I I think I think as a musician being on stage, it was as entertaining to watch Ray Ray from the stage as it would have been for a fan to watch any of us. You know, like it was just you couldn't you couldn't help it. Like you just watched that guy. You weren't looking for hot girls out there, and if you were, you immediately just went, "Oh, look what Ray Ray's doing!" Like you just you couldn't help it. It was. But you also couldn't very, bring hot girls around Ray Ray because he would try to mack on him. He would. He would try to take your girl faster than you could bleed. Girlfriend I brought to a concert. He'd just be like their greatest friend ever. He's hey trying girl, to like how you compliment doing? them, hold their hands, tell them how pretty they are. You're so beautiful. <laughs> yep, yep. Don't worry, baby. I got you. Nobody, you know, you don't got to worry about this pit because everybody knows me. <laughs> <laughs> if you're with me, you're going to be just fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, he wanted to be everyone's friend. I mean, there was not one person he ever was like, no, I'm good. He wanted to be every single person's friend. And man, I saw something uh, that, that goes right along with what we're talking about. I saw something, and this was random as fuck on Facebook. Man, probably close to 10 years ago, like right as I was getting out of the scene, and it was like one of those, you know, top 10, it, and you know, this was like Metal Injection and Lamb Goat and Metal Suck, like all these big web zines that, that posted the same thing, and it was like top 10 venues that metal bands love to play and this and that, or cities, I think it was, not necessarily venues, but like the best metal, metal scene. And Ray Ray had his own feature in this list. <laughs> of, like, of like Oklahoma and, and it was like a pay, like you know it would it would cut to like the Philadelphia and Chicago and New York City you know and all these places and then whenever it got to Oklahoma City it was legit a picture of Ray Ray just throwing the horns with his, with his beard you know so like balanced between his horns and it was an interview with somebody like Lamb of God or Soil Work or one of the big bands at the time metal band Shadows Fall something like that and they were just like God Ray Ray drink all day that dude's a blast Oklahoma City is so much fun and literally they associated Ray Ray with the Oklahoma City metal scene and I thought that was so fucking cool because it was unique no other no other city that was even listed on there and, that, and and it was in the top 10 and Ray Ray had his own picture and was part of the feature and I'm sure they didn't even ask him they were just like everybody knows this dude you know yeah and like none of, none, none of the others even had anything close to as hilarious slash honorable as that you know god he had better publication than my band uh, yeah. I know right yeah. you should have had it there, there was a feature there was a feature done um, by the Lost Ogle not long ago about uh, bands and venues and the music scene in Oklahoma City and then when he got to metal I'm paraphrasing but it was basically like I expected to go to the Diamond to see this show 
and see a bunch of mullet hair, jean jacket wearing, blah, 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 you know. And I met this guy, Ray Ray. And he goes, at first, I'm like, what the hell is up with this fucking guy? But the more I watched him, he was like, this is the spirit of this scene. And, and it was he was so energetic and so fun to be around. And this guy was like talking about how from that point forward, he made a point to go to metal shows and to find Ray Ray when he went there. And it's just, like we said, everybody knows him as this this crazy drinking, blah, blah, blah. But also, again, the biggest supporter, the biggest fan, the biggest fucking heart. I, I can't yeah. say enough about what a 100%. amazing well, he went, he human went, being he, he was. because he loved it. Because yes. he loved it. And he loved hanging out with the band. Like, he was backstage at every one of our shows, whether or not we invited him. You know, he was <laughs> always, you know, he was just always there because he loved it. It wasn't that he didn't have anything else to do. I mean, fuck, he could have been doing anything else. But he was at every show. He, you know, and, and I don't think we ever, I don't think we ever put him on a guest list. So I don't, you know, I, I don't, I know Tony used to get him into a lot of his shows, but I'm sure that he paid his fair share of shit. Oh, absolutely. You know? like 100%. Always. And buying merch? It didn't, matter. it didn't matter if Soul Crisis was playing on a Tuesday at Papa's and nobody was there because it was a weekday or Bleed was playing, you know, on a Wednesday and nobody was there. Ray Ray was always there. If there were yep. 10 people there, he was two of them, yep. you know? Yeah. He uh, even got his own mention uh, on Twitter, a tweet from uh, Flotsam, Flotsam and Jetsam a couple days after he died. They, I don't know how they found out, but apparently word spread. Flotsam and Jetsam, I want to say um, Skeleton Witch, I think, gave him a shout out on Twitter. You know, just a lot of bands. He was known. I mean, like you said, the fact that he was on Lamb Goat or whatever. I remember that. Mm-hmm. I remember you pointing that out to me, uh, Noah, but yeah, just you can't say enough about the legacy of this guy, man. It, it got to the point where when I was going to shows, I would try to find Ray Ray immediately because that's where I wanted to hang out because the show, yeah. it, it, if Ray Ray wasn't at the show, it was a really crappy show to begin with. Right? <laughs> yeah, he, was at every, he was at every show. Too bad we can't all uh, somehow come into about half a million dollars and open up the venue of our dreams that we've all talked about. <laughs> a 500 cap with this awesome fucking sound and lights and blah, blah, blah and a great bar, a little bit of food and just call it Ray Ray's. Hell yes, I think that. So somebody get on that. Somebody open a fucking music venue in Oklahoma City. (laughs) I'm not doing that again. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, wouldn't that be cool? That 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 would be the ultimate way to repay his legacy. Would be for him to have a music venue named after him. And 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 in a way, I mean, if if you think about it, and this is gonna me kind of cheese dicking out here for a sec, but in a way, no matter what venue any of us play in Oklahoma City, that's Ray Ray's. You know, because I mean. Everybody at any metal show, for at least in the local scene that knew him well, is going to dedicate a song, if not an entire set, to him for probably the next ten years. You know, like this for Ray Ray, looking out, but you know, I mean, that's just that's the kind of impact the dude made, and you just never saw him anything different than Ray Ray. It was always the same dude. It didn't matter if he was having a shitty day. It didn't matter, you know, if you were having a shitty night. Anything. It was always the same dude, and he was just extremely uplifting to look out and always see that. You know. Damn right. I mean, he was very also, he could be humble and human as well. I mean, I've been there when he went from drunk to sober and he got like, I want to say a completely different Ray Ray, but it was definitely like, it lets you look into like, oh my God, like this dude like has feelings, he has emotions. Like he's very, he was very sensitive. Like he really did. Yeah. He really did care what people thought yeah, about him. Absolutely. So anytime like you would see someone at a bar, like not treat him as friendly as he was treating them, like it actually did affect him. And I, I've, I've been there to see him like kind of react to it. And it was kind of just heartbreaking yeah. because he just wants to be your friend friend yep so he didn't get that reaction back i mean he was it was it was sad but i mean he's i mean he was he's a real dude like a real dude yeah yeah. Yeah, you you always knew where you stood with him. His emotions were on his sleeve for sure. The sober Ray Ray at shows 
was more fun to me because I got to see exactly how genuine he was about his love for metal. It wasn't that he had been drinking a whole bunch and was just cutting loose. It, he was totally sober. He was there 100% for the music, and that was that was pretty amazing because he was still in the pit and he was still throwing down. I mean, we were never that big in the metal scene, when we, especially when we first came out. You know what I mean? And he was come out to our shows and like shit. Aaron's one of my friends, and he didn't come out to our shows. You know what I mean? This, before he moved to the city, so like I mean, he would come out to our shows like at Big Papa's in front of ten people, and he would be there because I mean, he also lived down the street, so he'd walk there. But still, but uh, oh, I mean, he was don't kid yourself. He rode that skateboard all the way there. Yeah. Oh, there was a hell yeah, our very first tour that we were ever trying to do over ten years ago. It was at Big Papa. Tony said we could practice and rehearse for it at Big Papa's poorhouse because we had to train a new bass player. We never were to practice, and we'd be there like he'd like unlock the door for us like on a Monday night, and we just practicing and he would just hear music at the bar from down the street to skateboard up knock on the door and he would just come in the venue it was literally just us and james the bartender james and then him and he was just skateboarding around the venue the entire time we were practicing <laughs> he just wanted to rock out in the bar and hang out with his friends and see some music i mean he didn't even he didn't even know who was playing he just heard music and wanted to come hang out and party i mean he was just a I mean, and, and it's you know you look you look at situations like that and who he really was and look at some of those details and it's like okay i'm sure you know if, if dime if you could ask dime now sure you know he probably wouldn't want to you know get shot in the head live on stage but at the same time dude went out doing what he did you know dime did and you know in the same vein some of the details i've heard about you know ray ray's death and this and that i mean dude went out flying you know what i mean went out you know listening to metal and was at every most recent show metal show i've never been to a metal show in oklahoma city that i didn't see ray ray so i mean the guy the guy went out well i guess what i'm getting at you know he went out he went out on top went out doing what he loved you know and that's we should we should all be so lucky. I hope I don't you know just fall asleep one night in my bed and, and die. Like I hope I go out doing what I love. You know, dude, that would be the absolute worst. Just like you go to sleep and you and you don't ever wake up and there's just like no nah, man. I want it to be exactly like you said. I want it to be doing what I love, blaze of glory, fresh <laughs> cup of espresso, the right bean. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, be fantastic. <laughs> you have different death fantasies, well, well, just like a well, five five mile per hour wind. <laughs> Chase thought about this way too much. Should we well, be God, worried? God was, God was, Ray, 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 he's gonna be missed for sure. I yeah, think we gonna absolutely. Be a show, though. Yeah, well, I can't wait. Hey, Noah, you're gonna be there, right? Yes, I am. Okay, so I'm I, gonna do. Let, let's let I'm we, gonna do we, a couple things. We haven't yeah. taken this opportunity to talk about the show. Okay, so so let's talk about the show. You know all of the details. Horse Called War is getting back together. Oh, I didn't know that until I saw the flyer. Like, we had, I didn't, like, we got with flyers, like, hey, Tony, you know, it's like, I understand, like, if, you know, I'm sure a lot of bands have hit you up to do this show. The guys in the band talked to me, told me to ask you, like, they'd be interested in helping out with the show, whether we're playing it or not. They just want to help out. Be a part of it. I was like, oh, if we'll do it, it'll put you on. I'm like, oh. But I was only expecting, like, seven or eight bands, maybe. And then 20 bands come out. I'm reading the flyer. I'm like, cool, cool. Get on the first column. I sent column halfway through my court. Like, what? Horse Called War, like, just there for support? Like, a meet and greet? I can't imagine their legs can get on stage again. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> we, can still, we can still make it happen. Oh, they do have a ramp there now, I guess. You can get up they the do. stage. Okay. I appreciate you pointing yeah, that I'm, out. But I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually going to show up not to perform, but to make sure Aaron doesn't fall over. Right? No, yeah. He's pretty so, lopsided right now. Don't hey, worry. Something, hey, okay, I'll bullshit aside. Something Noah and I have not done together since way, way back in the first, the first uh, series of shows after becoming, and when we did some regional touring together, we're going to do Coward Be Like, 
that name together. Noah's going to come up and do that with us. And then I'm not going to tell you what else, but he's going to step. We're going to do one more song together. I heard you guys have been working on a bitchin' Hall and Oates cover. It is. God damn it. You know it. I want to give everybody the lineup for this show. So here we go. In no particular order, we've got Vor, Broken Flesh, Left to Die, Dog Will Hunt, Arkin, Locust Grove, Cultics, Soul Crisis, Haggard Hellraisers, Self-Inflicted, Horse Called War. Poe Boy going to be there? I'm going to get to see Poe Boy play. Yeah. Uh, Horde Casket, Malice Knife Wound, Five Dollar Thrill, Death Box, Depraved, and Long Pig. So it. All right. What a fucking show. Just, just nineteen a, bands on two stages. Just as a quick reminder, all you metalheads, Wayne Duck is one of the nicest guys in the world, and I know you're not going to understand his music because it's not metal enough for you. But just be nice to him. Don't be mean. Just because he doesn't do pinch harmonics like the rest of you, he'll share every well, band's fight you know, on you know, Facebook. Oh yeah, dude. He's well, the nice. hit up rally for tickets. <laughs> yeah. Every well, time. And, and you know, you know what, Jim? I mean, speaking for the metal community, at least how it used to be, was you know you supported even shitty metal bands. So, oh, uh, you were. Why a wouldn't fan. we? You know why? So why? <laughs> so why? Why? You know, I think the metal community will support him because I know who you're talking about. His music doesn't suck. It may not be the most metal music out there, but he doesn't suck. So I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna fit really well. I'm, ex- I mean, I'm know, excited how, how, to see. How boring it. would the short would the show be if every band sounded the same? I mean, oh so, god, that would be terrible. Gonna have some. Gonna, gonna have some diversity, which is awesome. Yeah, it's gonna be fucking great. I'm excited. There's just so many bands on the show that I mean, we've never even had the chance to play with from here in town. Yeah, we're so we're stoked to play with a whole bunch of bands. The scene has changed well, so much since we were even a part of it. Um, I, it. That's the thing. We we called Tony just to say. I just called him and I said, "Hey, man, I haven't even talked to the guys. You know, hell, at that point, I'd only been back for." weeks five weeks yeah i said but if you want us to play we'd be we'd be honored to be a part of it i don't think ray ray ever missed a show brian and i've known him for 30 years yada 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 or just let me know how we can help we're we're we'd love to be a part of it but we're also cool with not being a part of it if we can help in other ways and then sure enough they put us on it and i'm just like blows me away hell yeah and, and, you believe, guys and have- believe, the, believe the sky sends uh sends their love as well if it wasn't for uh for the obvious uh, living situation you know because i'm the only one that's still here in Oklahoma, you know, Wayne and Oscar in California and Dave and Kevin are up in Oregon. Well, and, and but what I mentioned is that the guys, Wayne, legit called all of us individually. So what do we got to do to make this happen? This would be awesome. Well, you know, so we, we really wanted to do it as well. Austin is like literally on tour right now with Devil Driver. <laughs> He's got back from Japan. Yeah. yeah. But, but again, you know, I was the one who, I called Austin and I said, dude, you remember Ray Ray? He's like, fuck yeah, Ray Ray, drink all day. And, I, you know, I told him. And, you know, Austin, Austin's done it all at this point. But even whenever I told him, he's like, oh, man, that would be so cool if we could play that. You know, not going to happen, but I believe this guy sends, sends all their love and support to the situation. So, Well, we will see you there and we will have Lion Tamers, my friend. Hell, yes, we're going to. No, I and can't wait. It's going to be the first time that my kids have ever seen any metal show yeah. to begin with, one, and B, gotten to see me live on stage so it's uh, I got a lot of pressure right now guys well <laughs> all of you have kids now I'm, I'm sorry you if you're kid. I have adults what are you kids. talking about I don't have kids I have adults <laughs> you have grandkids <laughs> no not yet god damn it <laughs> you yeah. put that on me yeah, that's, why, that's why you're not yeah, allowed my, at my the Christian's house Riley <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here single no kids never married enjoying myself <laughs> okay hey hey Noah remind me to keep Allie and Lindsay away I mean Dalton will be there with Lindsay but 
remind me not to introduce him to Allie. <laughs> <laughs> no, buddy, thanks for being a part of the show, my friend. Hey, speaking of a show, uh, I'm going to selflessly plug our shit since this is, but Noah and I have a podcast called All Things Metal. We'll talk about Ray Ray when we come back on the air here in about another month or so. So we'll uh, extend this conversation. Maybe we can throw this podcast up on there too. So kick ass. We'd love to. Well, Noah, I will see you at the Diamond Ballroom, sir. Hell yeah. Thank you guys for having me on. No, I'll see you Friday. All right, buddy. Woohoo! All right, later, fellas. See ya. All right, we've got a, a, another guest, actually. Yeah. Nothing like that. Oh, you're like, you're like, we have a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> like someone from my past would have come out of the pantry. What's the What's the guy's name? Joey Joey Greco. Just like, and there's a surprise. Hey, buddy. What's up? Is that Bishop? That's no, Proctor, the man, the guy. Re- relaxing and chilling. Word up. So you're on with me, uh, myself, uh, Jay, and Riley. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm good. We, I just kind of wanted to, to get everybody together and, and talk uh, about Ray Ray and kind of share some some of our, our favorite stories uh, from from shows with Ray Ray and, and different things. And we I was talking about the, when I first met Ray Ray at the Diamond, I got to know him as the guy who would wear you know five or six different local band t-shirts to the show just in case he ran into somebody from the band that he could show them that he you know he's supporting their band because he's wearing their merch and it was every show i went to and then i got to know ray ray and, and he got to know some of the bands that i like and so he would randomly show up at shows with either a shirt or a cd or patches or something be like hey i got this band that you like i brought this for you you know and he would always remember and he was just one of those guys that was so genuine and and went to so many shows that I felt like we should kind of get everybody together or at least uh, talk about him a little bit. Yeah, no, you're, there'll never be another person like Ray Ray and no one no one supported as much as he did. And even if it was my show, he would get on the phone and he would call. He didn't, he, he wasn't like, he wasn't like everybody else. He didn't hide behind Facebook and, you know, do the whole promotion thing that way. I don't know, he has a Facebook, but it's a fake, it's not even his account really. Um, and you know, so he, he always he would hear about he knew shows were happening before anybody else did, and he would pick up the phone and he would call people, and that's how he got people to show. Donna, you know, told me here just not long ago, was like, you know what, you, your numbers of your shows are going to drop now for sure because hell, he's been he's been uh, all day long on the telephone just calling everybody he knew. Hey, did you know someone's coming? Don't forget coming, and he called two or three days before the show. Matter of fact, uh, Danny Silva sent me a, um, just sent me, which I, I saved on my phone, but he sent me a last message that Ray Ray had called him, but he called him just to tell him that uh, Flossum and Jetson was coming and that uh, Death Angel was coming and Metal Church and just to let him know that the shows that, that Danny, well, that, you know, he knew Danny was like, he knew they were, he wanted him to know that they were coming. And he hadn't spoken to Danny in years. He just found his phone number and ran into him at a show recently. <laughs> He got back on the list, back on Ray Ray's list. Yeah, no, and that's, I mean, that's, that's, he would call me and say, hey man, and don't forget, you know, you got this show coming. I go, yeah, I know Ray Ray. And, um, there's, there'll never be another one. I mean, I I loved, I loved that guy. He he called me Big Soda Pop and he was Little Soda Pop. Uh, it it hit me hard. It really did. Talked to his brother about recently, you know, about, you know, different things. And for over an hour, you know, we spent about an hour on the phone just him telling me stories of childhood and 
how he he was a different person around him. You know, not instead of uh, he wasn't. He, he still refused to wear collared shirt or refused to wear anything that wasn't you know music related because he didn't want to be a yuppie. <laughs> so, I, I never, yeah, I never saw him not in something with band logos on it. That was a band that he loved. Or sleeves. Oh yeah. Or sleeves. True. Like he always the suicidal tendencies hat with the bill flipped up, but the oh, yeah. the, no. the, the denim vest with the patches and the skateboard were the the regular uh, attire for him. One of the recurring one of the recurring parts of the conversation has not just been about you know Ray Ray drink all day and all this, but his passion and, and how soft hearted he was, and um, that he was like an extended member of everybody's family, and that nobody was more passionate or cared more deeply about this scene and the music and the bands and the people. Like he wasn't just a fan; like he genuinely cared about all of us and our and and our success and our music and what our bands were going through. I mean, speak on that because I know he was he was closer to you and Ladonna than just about anybody. Yeah, that's one of the things that he was really. You're right. You know, he was very 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 passionate about uh, not just you know the music itself, but just the, the people and you know bands like Goat Whore, um, Deicide, uh, you know a lot of the heavier bands because he was really into the, the the really heavy stuff and but all these bands know him. You know, I reached out to uh, members of Goat Horror just to let them know, hey, listen, you know, he passed away. And, you know, we tried to get them to come and play, but, you know, they, they were unable, but they were like, man, it's going to hit you hard. I know it is because he was such a big and big part of that scene. And, 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 and you're right, he, he was. He was family. I promise you, I guarantee you everybody, and, and that's going to be the, the number one thing talked about, was everyone's taking his drunk ass home once or twice. Everybody you know, has. Yes. He slept in our house. Every house I've owned, he slept in. He's like, it's just, it's just, it's just like a mile down the road turned into a two-hour excursion. Oh yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you think it's over on? You can't go to my brothers. They need my sister's house. Right. You, right, you, right you better, you better not take Ray Ray to his brother's house drunk, and he would tell you, "Don't take me to my brother's house. I'm drunk." Yeah, <laughs> that's why I just tell him, "I go, Ray Ray, you're just gonna crash at our house, buddy." He'd be like, "Awesome." You, Lisa gonna make breakfast in the morning. I'm like, Damn right. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah, that- and there's so many there's so many like I said everybody's taken him home before and, and had that experience I've taken him home one night and it was after the oh my gosh it was a long night we had a show at the, at the where I was at that time it was Big Papa's 2 and it was Lizzie Borden and he was you know exceptionally crazy that night he kept jumping on the stage running across the stage whenever Fate Far Worse was playing and Sanders looked at me and he goes dude you know can you do something about him and he ran across the stage and Ray Ray don't do that no more. He did it one more time and I caught him in midair with one arm and I carried him over and I set him down and I go, don't and you know, went about my business and I thought for sure, you know, but sure enough after the bars are, cl- you know, we've done, we're done, everyone's gone, he's still sitting there and I'm like, oh shit, uh, you need to ride home? He goes, yeah. Well, he's talking and he's talking, we're, we're, we're going down the highway and he's talking and he's talking and he's talking and he's talking and, he's talking. and I'm, I'm frustrated, I don't, it was just a long night and I, I had to pull over and finally go, where are you? You don't shut the hell up right now. I'm going to toss you over this bridge. <laughs> and then I got back and I start taking off again. And he, and he says, I quit you. And he takes us. He has, I, I, I gave him, I gave him a, uh, a lanyard and a laminate that he wore 
you know, all the ones that he's wore, he's taken that was the first one he had, and he took it, and he would, you know, p- put other people flyers and stuff over it, and you know, well, this is my path. Um, and so anyway, he, he, so he had to he took his lanyard off, and then you know we're driving, and I said, whatever, you know, we're driving. And just a couple seconds later, he's like, "No, Bob, I could never quit you." And he put his head, he put his head back. <laughs> the way he was, man, he was just he was just that kind of person. He just you, know, you couldn't you couldn't no one could stay mad at Ray Ray, and and um, you know, and then he couldn't stay mad at anybody. I mean, that's just the way he was. He was just such a um, uh, he was such a beautiful soul. Absolutely, I, I, Riley said a few minutes ago. When we were talking to Noah that uh, you know he genu- genuinely wanted to be everybody's friend. Like he, the, I can't say enough about how genuine the guy was. You know, he, he, you knew where you stood with him. He loved everybody. He wanted to be friends with everybody, not because he wanted to do you know fucking ride your coattails or you know suck off on your fame or whatever the fuck else like some people do. He just wanted to be your friend because he, you know this is what he did. This he just was wanted his drinking world. buddies. Yeah, he just exactly. He would totally call me out too. He he would say like hey man your show's really good but how come you didn't play this band this band or this band you know they're way better than these four bands you played you know and he would he would not be afraid to call me out every time <laughs> that man could tell you what song number four what track four was off of this particular album and when it was made i mean he just he's just he just he was always that way when i found out he worked at a record store i was like that makes total sense and that is my dream job i can't not believe you have this. <laughs> that was the iconic yeah, record store for heavy metal in Oklahoma City, too, right, Tony? I mean, growing up, that's where we all. Oh yeah, and he could skateboard to it because it was right across the street from the I'm only 32. I don't know what you're talking about. Happy Please days, bro. Happy days, record shop, 89th and Western. So back in the 80s, when when tape trading was a thing, and um, you know uh, when Metallica and the Big Four and all that was first happening, like we would go there and you could buy bootleg tapes there. Yeah, and all this shit. I mean. I mean Back me up here, Tony. Right? You go there, you buy when bands our bands in the late eighties and nineties picked up, then you know, he was in the scene and he was coming and he was hanging out and he's been that I'm telling you, he's been that guy for thirty years. Yep. And he's still you know, he, he was still doing tape trading. The yep. man still he's got <laughs> I have every Christmas, every birthday, every Father's Day, every the, the man and you know, for LaDonna too. We have a entire. I have so many damn cassette tapes. <laughs> you know, we have and, and, and movies. I've got a few different movies, bootleg stuff. You name it, and you know that was his. You know, another little thing is no one ever really knew this. I never charged Ray Ray since probably the second, third day I met him at Big Papa's because he was such a good. You know, he was such a good promoter. You know, he always told me. You know, he works for me. You know. I work for you, man. I'll deliver your flyers. I'll do this and I'll do that. But, you know, I, I never, ever charged him. He was he was just always on the guest list. I don't care where it was, what it was. I never charged him money. And he would always, recently, his brother told me, he goes, you mean you tell me you never charged him? I go, no. He goes, well, damn, he asked me for $20 every time. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. God, that's just the best, you know? That's the best. 
That's the greatest story ever. Ray Ray hustled his brother for twenty bucks every time. Yeah, you know. So I mean, that was a um, that was Ray Ray though. He yeah. was. I never once charged him. I just, I just, you know, because he did so much and just pushing stuff and doing different things. And I mean, ever since day one, I met him. Um, which, well, well, that was years ago too. It was just he was just one of those people that I always called him the kid you know that kid and shit he's 47 years old I mean but it's hard to believe that he was stage he was because he was he was a kid he, but just one of the again I say it again he's just one of the best souls there was he he didn't hate man he, he loved people and he loved the music and he, he just he, I, you go to the conservatory back in the day man he'd climb up on top of the speakers and just sit and watch and I remember um, Goat Horror once there was a, one of the security guards went get out from there Ben from uh, Goat Horror was like you shut the hell up he's fine up there you know and, and I just started laughing because the was going yep that's right you know <laughs> 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 you know what I, I uh, talked to my buddy Chuck in um, in Dallas. He plays drums in um, Kill 'Em All and uh, a couple of other tribute bands. And, and you know, he would go, he would run into him down there all the time. And, um, and you know, because Ray Ray went to shows in Texas, he didn't care where it was. If if, if he could catch a ride, he's going. And um, Kevin Bernardi is bless him. Kevin Bernardi really took care of him and uh, would take him to Dallas and go to different shows and. Uh, uh, that was one of the things. He, I don't care if there's a show going on in Dallas. He's going to call everybody and let them know that, you know, Sacred Rights playing in, 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 in Dallas. We all need to go or, you know, this is going on. And, and my buddy Chuck was like, he goes, man, he goes, I ran into him just out of the blue at one of the one of their shows they were doing down there. They did some big metal tribute deals. Um, I think it was a big four tribute. But anyway, he said, yeah, he was there just hanging out. And he goes, he's becoming uh, key here in Dallas too now. Yeah, it's just he, he loved music that much, and hell, he'll travel if he needed to. I've never seen the scene come together like it did when, uh, like, even the day that he passed. Like, it went, like, I mean, it's a long time ago, but like when Nate Dog from uh, Element passed away, long time ago. Kind of, kind of the same vibe. Yeah, where, like, where I everybody kind of came together immediately. Oh yeah, I mean, like my Facebook just flooded, like yeah. just flooded. Turbo, Turbo called me that morning and was the first person who let me know and. and it, I mean, it just like hit me really hard just immediately that the metal community was never going to be the same because Ray Ray was kind of the glue that held us all together. Yeah. I, I was like on day two of a brand new job, new office, looking through my feed and uh, on a break and I saw it and I was just like, oh, fuck, man. And I keep my shit together and I tell the boss, I, I need to take a walk. And he was like, good. I go, just give me two minutes. I know I'm I, just give me a minute. And like, I had to go kind of walk it off because I was like, there's no way. There's just no way, and yeah, it's just there'll never be another one like him. The world is a is a is a worse place because there's not a Ray Ray in it anymore. That's for sure. Toxic Holocaust was our band that he and I both loved, and I scared pretty much every single person I work with as they walked by my office as I was blaring Toxic Holocaust at very loud volumes. And in a commercial radio station, people aren't used to that <laughs> band being played loudly. That's an awesome band too, <laughs> dude. Um, <laughs> 
and thank you for bringing them so I can see them a couple of times. Hey, speaking of you bringing people, on behalf of all the bands and everything, dude, to do this as a benefit um, between you guys, DCF, and everybody that's part of it behind the scenes, all the man hours you guys have put in and are going to put in to make this happen, we can't thank you enough because uh, it's one thing for us to get up there and, and do our thing for 30 minutes or whatever, but you guys are going to be there a few hours before us and you'll be there a few hours behind but after us. And to do it for nothing, just, just to raise money, this is a big deal. And we appreciate you guys, man. Big time. Man, uh, you know, big deal. Uh, Jason V, uh, Justin uh, Boyd is going to do the, the doing the video. He's, he's going over footage after footage after footage. There's going to be a memorial video that we're going to we're going to display. And yeah, it's it's a um, if anyone in the world deserves it, it's that man. And when um, I think that um, there's going to be a lot of stories, and I wish we had a lot of time, but you know, we could have done a hundred bands that day. Um, I've been asked. God, from I had bands, I had bands all over the United States hitting me up. Going, hey man, we'd really like to play that. And I'm like, sorry, man, you know. Um, but uh, you know, we 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 just chose some of his his favorite bands. Honestly, there's a few in there that got in. You know, that are playing that are just. You know, we are doing shirts, so just so everybody and you um, encourage everybody to uh, all the money that we get from the t-shirt sales, all the profits going you know directly to his family um ray ray was a he had a private part of his life too but a lot of people didn't know that ray ray has a son and um you know the will be we give the money to ray ray's brother and ray ray's brother will make sure that his you know son is uh has his needs taken care of or whatever is in the future you know so awesome hey real quick before we let you get uh get uh Speak on the details of the show real quick, if you don't mind, um, so we can put that out there. Okay, well, I mean, as I'm sure everyone already knows, but June 5th, June, Saturday, June 15th, the Diamond, um, I think the doors are going to be around 2 o'clock. First band's going to go on at 2.30, uh, and then you're going to have nonstop music, uh, 25 minutes one stage going to go to the second stage 25 minutes back and forth back and forth back and forth until we're done midway through there will be a uh, memorial video that we're going to show um, that's going to be you know, that's going to show Ray Ray's uh, just different pictures and, and stuff like that and we'll have a few people speak um, I'm not exactly you know clear on that probably my, myself maybe Jason uh, might get up and say a few words um, and then uh, once uh, the show winding down and ending up and the uh, 10 we ask for a $10 donation at the door don't have $10 bring $5 honestly we're not making it a big I, I just we're just trying to raise some money here the, the uh, David was uh, the diamond they were very kind to um, let us uh, use the venue for free um, you know there are there are a few expenses that we have to pay but you know at least uh, the majority of the expenses are already donated for from uh, the diamond and DCF concerts and so that was a blessing and then so we're you know the majority of the proceeds that anybody pays at the door with an exception of a couple there is nobody getting paid at all as far as the bands no one's making any money um the people that are putting it together no one's making any money um so we're we're just donating everything we can to well tony we appreciate you uh coming on real fast and 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 kind of giving us the details and sharing some stories about ray ray because that's 
kind of what we're doing tonight, so I appreciate it. Yeah, buddy, thanks for everything you're doing, for not just for this tonight, but everything you've been doing and um, everything you're going to do for the 15th to uh, keep Ray Ray's legacy alive. That's It's really awesome. I personally am, am uh, thrilled to be a part of it. I know all the other 18-plus bands uh, besides Horse are ridiculously honored to be a part of it as well, so thank you for everything you're doing. You know, it's, it's funny you say that because I've had a few different bands, you know, reach out to me going, man, we're putting together, you know, uh, I talked to Zane the other day from, um, you know, uh, Locust Grove. Local like, groceries. Local groceries, yeah. And he said, man, we are putting together one hell of a playlist for Ray Ray. And, you know, it's just, it's it's great that, you know, everyone's getting involved and everyone is, you know, it's, it's not just another show. This is, this is a huge event and I want everybody and every band to know that, you know, you're playing this and you got to understand that, you know, I could have picked a hundred bands, you know, this is just, but I know these are the bands that, that really meant something to him. Um, if not just the bands, but the members themselves, there were, there were a few people that, that just had to be a part of it. And, um, and we, that's how we selected bands. And, you know, we may have heard a few feelings for not picking some bands and I'm sorry, but you know, it wasn't about, this wasn't about me. It wasn't about Bill. It wasn't about Jason. It wasn't about everything was about Ray. And this has nothing to do with the bands. It could have been anybody, you know, playing up there. This was all for him. And, um, we're really hoping that, uh, we can get, I mean, I would love to see over a thousand people there. And, and I know that there are over a thousand people that are in this music scene that would come out and, and throw five or $10 into a bucket to come and see this guy, you know, come and, uh, you know, just help his family because he would have done it for them. Damn right. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Well, Tony, we, well, we appreciate it. And we'll see you at the diamond on the 15th. Have a good night, buddy. I love you, man. Love you too, brother. You guys take care. You too. Bye. Bye. Hello. Mr. Rev Jones, it is Jay Ramon from The Cat. How are you, sir? What's up? What's up, brother? How are you? I'm doing good. I've got Aaron Corsions here from uh, Horse Called War and Earth Shook Run with me as well. What's up, my friend? Cool. How you doing, bro? What, what's going on? We're just recording a podcast and, and interview parts for the local talent show. I, I wanted to do something to talk about the Ray Ray tribute show that is coming up and, and also uh-huh. kind of shine a spotlight on Ray Ray as I consider him one of the biggest supporters of the Oklahoma Oklahoma music scene ever. Oh, yeah. And when I saw your story uh, about uh, a denim vest you were wearing on stage, I, I had to talk to you and, and, and put that on this podcast. Yeah. So I, okay, I, yeah. I kind of wanted you to tell the story. Okay, cool. Give me a little one second. I'm, I'm jumping out of the uh, driver's seat into the passenger seat, swapping with my wife like teenagers. <laughs> 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 uh, all right. I was doing, you know, I've done Ray Ray since, you know, probably all of the Forte shows, you know, back in the 89, 90, all that stuff, you know, uh, he was always up in the front. So, of course, I always knew him all that time. And uh, about oh, maybe five years ago, I was doing these Forte reunion shows, and uh, I thought it would be funny to pull out this denim vest that I wore on, uh, like, all the promo pictures for the first couple albums and stuff, you know, just wear it on stage. So I uh, I wore it on at the show, and he was in front of me the whole show, you know, like, you know, giving it everything he did every show, you know, just banging and enjoying it living it you know so at the end of the uh 
at the end of the show, he come over was talking to me, and uh, I I told him that that was the uh, the vest that I wore on the, those old pictures we used to sign and on the album cover. And he's like, awesome. I said, here, it's yours. You deserve it. So I gave it to him, right? And I hadn't seen him since then, except uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh, we uh, I opened up for Flossman Jetson, and he was there right in front of me. And uh, he come over and was talking to me after we played. And he should made sure that I knew that that was the vest that I gave him. You know, he had added all these patches and stuff. And uh, I said, awesome. He said, yeah. He said, I've worn it ever since then. I was like, killer. And then the next day is when he, when he passed away. <laughs> That's unbelievable. I didn't I, re- I didn't realize that it was at the Flotsam and Jetsam show that you just played, though. I didn't I didn't yeah. realize that. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Well, Rev, I just wanted yeah. to to call you and, and and get you to share that story because when I read it on your on your Facebook page, I was blown away because I've seen him in that vest a hundred times at the shows, and every time he would show me when he added a new patch to it, but I had no yeah. idea the significance. Yeah, same. I never knew that that's where it came from. That's awesome. Yeah, well, you know, it freaked me. I mean, I wouldn't have noticed that it was the same one unless he told me. And we were playing because I was out there afterwards talking to uh, Andy, uh, and he and we were. That's what we were talking about after that. I said, that's when you know somebody really likes you is when you give them something and they uh, they still have it, you know, that long, you know, oh. down the road. And that's what, that's what blew me away when I heard about it the next day, you know. He, he was definitely the ultimate supporter of, of Oklahoma metal and, and wasn't afraid to show it. Uh, nope. it. It's the recurring theme of every story and everybody we talk to is how passionate he was and how much he cared. And, and you know, Rev, you've been a band since his life, you know, before I have. And, uh, you know, it's been the, he's been the same guy for 30. He was the same guy for over 30 years to this scene. oh yeah yeah well he definitely uh he he was a fan that was the thing you know i know a lot of people that are you know they're fans of music they would see bands and all that but he was definitely that's what you know that's what he was meant to be because that's what he that's the what fan. he did well you know yeah that's what we said earlier he was the fan the supporter of oklahoma metal for sure yeah well yep. rev we appreciate you uh taking yeah, the time man. to talk with us thanks for having me on man you're welcome man and if uh anybody hasn't heard rev's new uh, album backwash you need to get out there and check it out because it's unbelievable. Well, yeah, definitely, definitely check it out. And uh, I might, I'm, I'm waiting to find out if I'm going to be free to be on that show, that radio show too. Uh, I'm going to try to at least come up and jam with somebody, you know. That'd be awesome. I can't wait to see yeah. you, brother. Yeah, I'll, I'll talk to you soon, man. You guys have a good show. Yeah, you good too, talking bro. to you, Rev. This is Jimmy. Jimmy Johnson. This is uh, Jay Ramon and Aaron Korshens from Horse Cold War. Hey, buddy. It's been a long time. Hey, Aaron. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well, sir. How you doing, bro? I'm doing very well. Good deal. So we, we've we talked to Rev Jones, and we've talked to Tony Proctor, and Riley, and uh, Noah from Bleed the Sky. We're going to talk to uh, Jason Voth here in a few. Yeah, and everybody's kind of sharing their Ray Ray stories. And nice. I noticed that, that you had posted one on your Facebook page about, uh, I believe it was Element playing a show in Dallas, and you guys loaded up Ray Ray and took him to the show? Yeah, so we were playing at the Tattoo Bar in Fort Worth. Um, I want to say we were playing there with Slow Roosevelt, and this, mind you, this is years ago. Um, God, and they were a great band. Oh, they were awesome. Uh, but the next day, Dying Fetus and, uh, I don't want to say Mast- maybe Mastodon, I can't remember the name of the band. They were playing the next day across the street from the Tattoo Bar in another place, and Ray Ray said, hey man, 
Dan, I, I heard you guys are going to be going to that show. Do you mind if I just cruise down with you? I'll go watch you guys at Tattoo Bar. We'll stay the night, and we'll go to that show. So on the way down there, um, me and Ray Ray have never really hung out alone. It was always in a, a show setting. And you know, Aaron, as being a singer of a band, you kind of get in that mindset of show mode, and yep. you don't really get to have an intimate conversation like you would in the back of a van, right. care, carefree, driving, able to have an actual conversation. So Ray Ray and me were talking and doing what we do. And uh, Ray Ray, he, uh, I was asking him, like, man, you got all these patches all over your vest. He always wore that jean jacket and had uh, patches all over it. I think the sleeves were ripped off. And I was like, so what kind of music do you isolate yourself to? He goes, man, I do everything. I do everything. He goes, but, you know, man, your band's, your band's okay, you know? But I'm going to hang out. I'll hang out with you guys until you're badass. <laughs> well, that's, well, that's awesome, man. And and Nate was in the backseat with us, and Nate was like, that's what I'm talking about, man. That's real. That's real. <laughs> And so that, that was that was the most awesome, real comment I've ever got from someone who is in the scene as long as he's been. You know, because that was true. That was awesome. I love that about him. You're all right, but I'll, I'll hang out with you until you're badass. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's like I said earlier, it just goes to show that he hung out and he wanted to be friends with everybody more about because he wanted to be a part of it, not because he's trying to, you know, hang on your coattails or be along for the ride or, or you know, be that guy that gets to be back stage or blah 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 you know he just wanted to be a part he wanted to be a part because he wanted to be friends with everybody like you said he wanted to be around other metalheads man and he did I mean and to be completely honest one of my first shows this is before Element this is before Wasted Flesh my first show I went to uh, it was six feet under down at the original Bricktown Live this is before the baseball stadium was built and Ray Ray was there I'd never met him and I want to say that Max was putting on the show and something happened and and it was either six feet under the bus broke down or whatever. But long story short, Ray Ray sat up on the front of the stage with no microphone, no nothing, did what Ray Ray does, you know, growling into his hand. In between every couple of bars of growls, he put his horns up in the air, pointed the person in front of him, whoever's looking at him, and went on to entertain the crowd until the opening band got ready to fill in the spot for six feet under who couldn't make it to that show to the bus breaking down. That was my first run in with Ray Ray ever. That's classic, Ray. Ray. No, it was. No, it's it is. It's amazing. He was and his, on his own show. And his performance was probably better than Six Feet Under could have ever done. <laughs> well, and, and he put on a more mesmerizing show because more people would stare at him while he's pointing at them and singing whatever words are coming through his hands. You know, whatever he's singing about. Everyone, it didn't matter. Ray Ray was part of the show at every show. That's what I loved about him, dude. Yeah. He was a fixture of Oklahoma metal scene. Yep. You nailed it, Jimmy. Hey, you talk about him singing into his hand we've been bringing this up and, and we're going to get a petition started I think and, and hire an attorney and, and we're going to sue every inhale death metal vocalist because Ray Ray he stole Ray Ray's technique that dude was doing inhale death metal vocals in the early 90s bro and he was and he was doing it at the side stage in front of the speaker there you go there you go he that's, was. that's at least account number seven I think we have a case yeah <laughs> they all copied his style there you go yeah well dude he set the bar for what it is to go to a show and even if you're not in a band you can still have the same experience as a band member up on stage yep. as uh, being a fan of the crowd and Ray Ray is a testament to that he did it at every show no show was ever a waste to him well Jimmy we appreciate you uh, taking the time to 
to tell your Ray Ray stories. That's kind of what we've done all night. And we're going to put all of this up uh, at cat.com and our, our podcast. And then I'm going to take portions of it and uh, air it during the uh, local talent show as well. Right on, guys. Well, Aaron, it's been great to hear your voice again. Thanks, Jay. brother. Same. Yeah, I love you guys. You guys have an awesome night. And uh, viva la Ray Ray. Yeah, you got it. Love you too, brother. Love you, bro. Love you. Later. See ya. Hello. Hey, what's up, man? It's Aaron from Horse. Oh, what's up, man? We've got Jason Voth on the line from uh, Long Pig, who is a uh, longtime friend of Ray Ray and and kind of one of the guys who helped put this benefit show together at the Diamond Ballroom. Thanks for joining us, man. What's going on? How are you, buddy? I'm, I'm all right. I'm watching the finals. Just chilling at the house. So you've uh, you're like me, and like we just hung up with Rev Jones and a lot of guys who've been doing this since the '90s, and when you know we were all in our late teens and early 20s coming up and Ray's been a part of it ever since and the recurring theme has been a couple of things it's that A he was the fan he was the ultimate supporter and then B like you know everybody talks about Ray Ray drink all day and his his ability to party is you know of that of legendary status but a lot of people don't know is what a soft hearted genuine loving caring sweetheart of a guy he was and you arguably being one of his closest friends man we wanted to kind of close out with you and just speak on some stories man just just tell tell us about ray tell us about ray duvall man dude <laughs> shit uh one of the first times i met him i guess was back at alcatraz or i don't know if it was the first time i met him but he uh lived over he lived like right around the corner in, in these apartments and uh, one night i ended up over there after a show without a ride home so i crashed out there and, and uh, back then man he lived on a real tight budget and he had these hot dogs in the ice box and i was starving and he was like well can eat you some hot dogs man but I could tell you know I don't know he just but later on you know he, he got the hot dogs back at my house or a shirt or a hat or something you know that suicidal hat that he always wore he got that from me no shit so. the, the legendary flipped up Bill suicidal hat came from you <laughs> yeah That's yeah awesome. and what's funny is I didn't give it to him he just took it <laughs> <laughs> and, the, and it's funny because he was like, what are you going to do with that suicidal hat? And I was like, man, I bought it and it was one of those trucker hats and I was like, it don't fit my head right, you know? So I was like, I don't know when he was trying to trade me something for it, but you know, I always did that to Ray. I'd let him, let him sweat for a minute, but he was like, nope, I'm taking the hat. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I loved about Ray is is the barter system was in full effect with him. And, and once oh, he man. got to know you and got to know the bands you liked, he would show up with swag from these bands and be like, hey, yeah. you know, what do you want to trade me for this? I got this patch. I brought, you know, and, and I'll, I'll never forget it because I have all these patches from different bands that he knew I liked that he would come across randomly at, at wherever he found this stuff. I don't know if he went to garage sales or what he did, <laughs> but it was never new. It was always used. And I knew that there was a story behind it, but Ray picked it out specifically for me. And so you just kind of hang on to those things and kind of cherish them a little bit. Yeah, I mean, dude, there's no telling what he's got over in his room. You know what I mean? I know he's got, man, he's he's, he's got, like, recordings of, you know, jam tapes of us in, like, 91 at Scary Larry's house out there. Everybody knows where that's at. But, uh, yeah, <laughs> dude, he, I guarantee he's got all that stuff, I guarantee you. 91, but what band would that have been? Man, it wasn't even intestinal disorder yet. It wasn't yet. It was like we were called butchery. We were just butchery. like trying to, yeah, we were trying to trying to do the deal, but we were getting there. But you know, 
But yeah, yeah, he's got, man, he's got all kinds of underground stuff. That's one of the things that, that Tony uh, Proctor was talking about was Ray and his tape trading. Yep. Uh, and how <laughs> yeah. he just had all these tapes that bootlegs that nobody's ever heard before or seen before, except for probably three people. Yep. When, when yeah. we did the Machine Head show, what... It's coming up on close to 10 years ago to get together, seven or eight, whatever it was. He shows up to that show still in the same, like, remember the clear plastic? Um, it was like a folder, but it was like cellophane, but thicker than cellophane. And you would, like, use it with the little plastic clip that went down, and, and bands were using those for their press kits back in the day. Surely you guys yeah. did that, but okay. He had an ethical press kit. Like, wow. Ahead of our EP, and I, he was like, hey, man, I found this. Look here, and he's trying to give it to me. I go, dude, I can't take that. I literally cannot you gotta keep that I don't know where the fuck he got because yeah. I think we printed yeah. like a hundred maybe yeah it's like there's a reason why I don't have that man yeah you keep it you yeah. know what I mean I was like you I know? can't imagine how you've hung on to this man he goes man I think I've got a tape of uh, of the records you guys were working on when you split up and I'm like how and the only thing I can think of is he came out one afternoon when Scott was there our old singer who was engineering the record at, in our practice room at the time and he burned him a cassette and he still had it you know yeah. there's just it's just incredible it's, again we could so we keep telling these stories and it keeps coming back to no one has ever been and most likely ever will be more passionate about the rock and metal scene in Oklahoma City than Ray Duvall it's just not going to happen not that's possible. true man I, I said that when he was when he was still here you know like always said like it's crazy that he is that popular and he's not even in a band <laughs> like oh, and he's he's like more known than any local band member in this ever that I've known like it's just crazy hey uh, the- you brought up the point on Facebook and I told it earlier but uh, I think you and I need to get a really good uh, dirty lawyer and we need to take every inhale vocalist to court and sue him for Ray Duvall because he he invented that technique right yeah right yeah. <laughs> and he did it 20 years ago <laughs> no, yeah that, yeah that, that uh, tape I saw I saw footage of the guys in Frocious you know, uh, Dustin Hallmark and you know, they posted like a 1994 video and yeah he was man he was getting it then too he ain't never slowed that guy always had a <laughs> he always had a good time man always yep, yep. always it didn't matter you never you never I've never seen Ray in a bad mood really so do you ever. have do you have a unique story what do you got do you got a story or two you want to tell when the chameleon room was still open it was like I don't know a quarter mile from my house and man he stayed over my house a lot in those days because we would we would walk to the house from there you know usually we were probably needed to walk <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah he would he would uh, come over man and he, he always knew because I've known him for you know over 30 years he always knew whenever it's time to go to bed it's time to go to bed and usually that was you know a reasonable time for everyone to have their good time and you know three or four o'clock it's like all right it's time to go to bed but no not right he would i would wake up at like six in the morning and be like what is that and i'd look out my window in the backyard and he's back there playing basketball with my dog (laughs) 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 yeah dude i'm not even kidding he did that like i don't know how many times 
had this big boxer. I still have a big boxer, and you know how boxers they try to lunge, uh, get up on your chest and stuff. And he was out there doing that, like <laughs> dog was actually playing defense and stuff. Man. <laughs> it's funny, man. You, can, you know, you're like, oh my god, <laughs> so great. We need so video good. of that. Yeah, no Ray shit. Ray playing basketball against a boxer. Yeah, I know. I, I wished I would have filmed it because, like I said, he did it multiple times when he, in those days. You know, yeah, he was something else, man. Well, that's great. Like you know, we talked about the show. Of course, everybody again to reiterate: June fifteenth, Diamond Ballroom. Um, you know, I just I just told Tony. You know, there's a lot of work that he and his staff and uh, DCF and their staff uh, will do. You know, leading up to and day of. But you know, you and Tony and Bill put a bunch of work, ton of work into this, and um, I speak on behalf of myself as a fan and myself as a musician and I'm sure all the other bands share this sentiment. Thank you guys for all the work you've done for this to to give tribute and and, and do a, a show like this to give legacy to our friend because he meant the world to everybody and I know you're a little closer to him than most so so bro I hope we do it justice and I hope at the end of the day you walk out of there with you know big swelled up heart brother. Yeah I will man and like I said that was probably the easiest thing I've ever done like I mean yeah man he was a you could comb the whole world and go through any music scene you want, man. You, you'll you never find another Ray, ever. You're 100% correct. You absolutely nailed it. There's there's no better explanation or, or, or description of Ray. No. Hey, so long pick that night. Um, anything special you guys doing? Anything you can tease ahead of the show? Man, most of, pretty much our whole set will be all new. What we're recording right now is Provo. Nice. So, yeah. I mean, which is cool for us, but it sucks for everyone else because they haven't heard none of it. <laughs> you know so, gotcha. you know, cause, you know, the host, we had, had a singer, we don't play any of those songs because, you know, he just, he was another one of those people that, you know, it, it's hard to find somebody to do what he did, so we just, was like, man, we'll just start from scratch and just move on and take our losses and, 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 and move forward. That's all you can do. You can, you know, you can just keep going. Yeah, that's it, man. If you, if, you, if that's what, yeah. I have to play music, dude. I'll go crazy if I didn't. So, yeah, I'm just like, all right, well. I keep trying like- to, to be done, but it, it, it always sucks me back in. So I guess I'm like you. It just, it's a part of you. It goes through your veins. I can uh, do all these other things, but, um, yeah, it always comes back to this. And like I said, when I heard about it uh, and heard about that he passed and there was talk of a show, I told Tony, I said, what can I do to help? You know, what anything we can do, you know, we'll play, we'll not play, we'll we'll come help load gear. We don't, I don't care. And then we were fortunate enough to be a part of it. And, and uh, yeah, I couldn't be more honored. It's, it's going to be a lot of fun um I mean, shit, it's, what, 10 hours of, of music. What else would he have wanted, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, it, and that was a hard That was a hard part, man, because there were so many bands that wanted to play. And, you know, I'm sorry to the bands that didn't get to play that, you know, I wish we would have had 100 slots. But, you know, yeah. But come to the show, man, even even if you didn't get to play on it, to come out there, you know, no for Yeah, come out and, and be a part of it because, uh, you know, he was part of all of our band shows. Like, like Riley was saying earlier in the show you know it didn't matter if when we were we were all starting and there were three people in the crowd one of them was ray you know yep. one of them was yep. ray so come out and yep. again i promise you this it's i feel like it's going to be such 
a party bro kind of a vibe that if you jump up on stage and grab a mic and start screaming your guts out right along, nobody's going to fucking care. Just come up and let's have a good time because that's what Ray did. Let's all be Ray Ray that night. I think we all need to dress as Ray that night. We all need to get the denim vest. We all need to to find our flat bill hats flipped up. That'd be awesome, Are you you in? Because I'm in. Shit, man, I'm, yeah, he would love that, dude, because, uh-huh. I mean, yeah, he, he, he was, man, yeah, he, he'd be happy to see that, you know, that many people, which I, I know he already knew, he did know, you know what I mean, because, you know, he'd go, I've been to shows with him at the zoo, man, where, you know, there's 10,000 people there, and shit, he probably knew half of them, you know yeah. what I mean? He knew like, 9,850 <laughs> Yeah, it was, it's cra- it was crazy, dude. He's like, I'm a celebrity, man, you know, at those kind of shows. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. You are. Yeah, he, he was, and he is. He's bigger than life. I don't know if you've seen, if you're on Twitter or anything, but like, you know, day or two after he died, like I was saying, I saw tweets from Goat Whore. I saw tweets from Flotsam and Jetsam and just goes on and on. Noah was talking about a year or so ago um, that there was a feature of best venues around the country and it was like uh, on metal, metal, uh, metal cities. Yeah, metal cities and he, th- he thinks it was on Lamgoat but regardless one of those sites, Lamgoat, Blabbermouth, one of those and uh, when it got to Oklahoma City it talked more about Ray Ray and how mm-hmm. how Ray Ray was the Oklahoma City scene than much anything else so I just yeah, think, there, what a fucking tribute. Yeah, there was another one I saw too where it says people you see at all shows or something like that and uh, he was in that one too that, that was, was cool. that was the lost that ogle. was the lost ogle yeah, that yeah. was the lost ogle yeah and he's gone on to say that uh, every time he goes to our, our hard rock or metal show that he always looked for Ray Ray after that yeah like he Man, wanted to talk work. shit on him and he couldn't because he was yeah, such, was such at, a cool guy it, yeah, I know. I was at work yesterday, man, and I was at this customer's house. It was a young couple, and they had a Bauhaus poster on their wall, and I was like, Bauhaus. And, and the dude was like, yeah, I noticed your typo negative tattoo. And I was like, man, did you know Ray Ray? And he was like, Ray Ray drink all day? I was like, <laughs> I was like yeah, man. And, you know, and I'd let him know. He, he didn't know, you know. But, yeah, it's just, it's just crazy, dude. He knew that many people, man. Just, yeah, that dude was a... Uh, he never met a stranger. He was gold, man. That's for sure. Yeah, and like another thing, you know, uh, Riley had said earlier, I think rings really true, is the guy genuinely wanted to be friends with all of us. Not because he wanted yeah. to swing from, you know, whatever we were doing as, as as bands. He just wanted to hang out. He wanted to be a part of it because he loved metal and he loved music. He, he just liked being around other music heads. Yeah. Yeah, no, and yeah, and that's what that's what was uh you know when we were picking the lineup, we were like you know he it didn't matter who you were. Dude. I mean his his passion was thrash and crossover and and punk and stuff like that. But he didn't care what it was as long as it was heavy, you know, and had guitars and bass and was good and had a groove. He he was about it, you know what I mean. He didn't discriminate against anybody, you know. I mean, yeah, he was he was something else, man. Yep, world's a little quite a bit worse for not having a Ray Ray Duvall in it anymore, man. Yeah, the show's going to be pretty hard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but, but it's going to be awesome as fuck, too. It, it is, it is. It, and especially if people dress up like me, you know, that'll be cool. You know, I'm going to drink my beers out of my shoes that night. I don't know about anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, 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 I don't know if you saw the post, but from our rehearsal the other day, everybody holding their beer. If you, if you hold your beer up between your horns now, that's that's the Ray Ray horns. That's that's We've got to make that be a thing. Yeah, it just, yeah, that. And he was just, man, your food names, like, yep. you know, just, man. Man, dude, he was, uh, yeah. Yeah, I was got to run my errands. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I had multiple ones. 
<laughs> over the years. And uh, my, my first one was my middle name is Claude, and he would call me Dirt Claude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. He, he first introduced himself uh, to my wife, Lisa, back in the early 90s. He came out to our practice room, and uh, he said, he said, what's up, darling? I'm kicking chicken. She said, you're doing what? He goes, no, that's not what I'm doing. That's who I am. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's a man. I've seen him walk up to bars, you know. I think he did it to LaDonna. And he walked up there and was like, I got a ducket or your bucket. And he, like, put it in the tip, tip jar. <laughs> <laughs> yep. yep. I've heard ducket for your bucket many, many a time. <laughs> yeah, food stamps. And, yep. Yeah. Yep. He'd come to my house uh, a few times after, you know, shows and partying and stuff. And he'd go, hey, give me a beer. And I go, there's beer in there. He goes, no, man, give me one of your beers. Because <laughs> he knew I drank craft beer. He's like, I ain't drinking that fucking Bud Light and that shit other people brought over. Give me one of your beers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. That dude was a, he was a riot, man. Yeah. He's a handful sometimes, too, boy, when you would tie one on and you would spend the night at your house, boy. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta take yeah. all the mirror. You gotta take all the mirrors down. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna be up in it. Yeah, death metal. Yeah, the guys were talking about how you know you get everybody's giving him a ride home, and I got to where if he was still at my house or I knew I was gonna have to take him home, I just bring him to the house. I'm like, no, I'm not driving around for an hour. To figure out where the fuck you want to go. Yeah. So he just come to my house. I go, hey, just stay at my house. And he'd be like, you guys gonna make breakfast? Can we have a few beers? And I'm like, you fucking a rides. So we go back to my house, have a few more beers, and then next thing you know, sun coming up you're like all right <laughs> yeah. and you know what's funny is i'd always be hurting like a motherfucker the next day but he's fine be just fine yeah yeah i got that picture of him sleeping dude and that's why i took it i was like i, I can't believe this little, i can't believe he's asleep like this is like getting picture of bigfoot or something <laughs> <laughs> like, that guy was, yeah he would he would yeah he was uh, he was all about it man yeah well hey before we we, we uh let you go you got you got one more uh one more really good story you want to tell uh, let me see, man. There's so many, dude. Uh, uh, well, one time he was at my house and that where I lived at the time, the bathroom's connected to my bedroom and I was married. I had you know, little kids then and he's in there, rawr, 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 you know, in the back, in the mirror, like I was talking about earlier. <laughs> and uh, about four o'clock in the morning, I was like, because, you know, I'd tell him, hey, man, I think it was on a work night too. Is that a show on a work night? But anyway, I ended up getting up at four going, man, I'm just going to take him home. And he was like, just raising hell all the way home. And he couldn't do that to me because I knew where he lived. <laughs> as soon as I hit that uh, apartment parking lot, boy, he'd sober up like that because his brother, you know, he don't, he, you know, he didn't really like, he didn't want Ray coming home drunk like that. So that's why he would always try to avoid going home if he was, you know, had, to, had was drinking, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's why I always just let him come to my house and sleep it off, man. I say yeah. sleep it off. He'd just keep going. I'd sleep. <laughs> Somehow yeah. it just wear off of him. <laughs> yeah. And then, you know, and then the multiple stories of, you know, you, a bunch of people be at your house after a show and he would single out one girl and he'd turn into Axl Rose on her <laughs> try to, and, and do the whole bit. And yeah, he, yeah. I, so there's a video of that on, on Facebook, I believe. That, that's what Riley was talking about. Riley was saying that, that nobody's girlfriend was safe around Ray Ray because if, if you showed up with a hot girlfriend and he had never met her and he liked her, that he was going to try everything to take that girl home. Yep. Yeah. 
one more short story. I, I was with some girl named, I think her name was Trish. And he comes up and he's like, JV. He's like, who's this? And I was like, this is Trish. And he's like, what's up? And I was like, what's your food name, Ray? And he was like, and I know he, I know he didn't mean it. He just busted it out. And he was like, what's up, tuna fish, Trish? <laughs> <laughs> she was pissed, dude. She was mad. She didn't like her food name at all. So, so I assume there was no second date for Jason after after that night. <laughs> no, it was just it was just some girl at a show. It wasn't. It was just somebody I knew. Oh, that I gotcha. just happened to be standing there. But yeah, it was, it, was, it was hilarious. I was like, oh shit, you know, like I got to walk away from that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's hilarious. That's awesome. Well, man, we'll see you at the Diamond on the fifteenth, brother. Thanks yep. again for coming on. Thanks for everything you and and give our best to Big Bill and everybody behind the scenes who's put this together. It's going to be a hell of a tribute. Yeah, brother, I will. All right, man. Thanks for coming on. Hey, right. it's good talking to you. I'll see you in a couple weeks, dude. All right, brother. See you. Hopefully you enjoyed the podcast as much as I did making it. And thank you very much for listening. We'll see you at the Diamond Ballroom on the 15th. Cheers.